Welcome to the Wisdom Talk Radio Show, bringing you insight, illumination, and inspiration in service to the world. We are a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living, conscious business, conscious relationships, conscious community, and conscious evolution. I'm Laurie Seymour from the Baca Journey. I'm Marianne McGuire from Let Go and Know. I'm Sabrina Fritz with Living in Alignment. I'm Gathanjali Hemp with Centara System. And I'm Carolyn Turner with the Carolyn Turner Company. The hero's journey, hearing the inner call. Joseph Campbell has said, the universal myth of the hero's journey is the quintessential story of the search for self. With the hero's journey, it always begins with receiving an inner call to adventure, a call to change, perhaps a call to engage, or a call to go within, diving deeply inside. It's when your life presents something unexpected or threatening even. Do you have dreams that feel bigger than your waking self can really get, get your arms around? Are you waking up in the middle of the night with, with doubts that plague you? The inner call shows up in all kinds of ways, and it's personal. It's personal to you. Sometimes it comes as a gentle nudging of an inner desire, and when you ignore it, all it does is get louder. Today, we're going to be looking at how we have each heard that call in our own life. What does hearing the inner call even mean? That's wonderful, Laurie. I love that. And it absolutely parallels my own story. It's so interesting to hear you um, quote that. I've heard the call in big ways and small ways. And I think this is similar for everyone. It's not just a vocation. Because you know when you hear the phrase, hearing the call, you think of vocation. But um, I've heard the call beckoning me towards something. It it calls me sometimes to change my situation. And then it reveals, perhaps, you know, my purpose, what I'm supposed to do. Uh, It's not usually a case of you hear your call and then everything works out perfectly by the next day. It's not something that happens once, I find anyway. It's like a wave up and down uh, where your patterns are revealed to you so that you can come awake to them and make the space to live from who you really are. To make the space for the call, whatever the call may be, to reside so that it can become manifest in your life. And that can be bumpy for a while if you open up to hearing it. It may be uncomfortable and it also may change. Um, I think you just have to keep living from your truth and don't resist the patterns that arise. And so important to love the part of yourself that's feeling insecure or full of self-doubt about this calling. And you just keep going, all the while staying connected to yourself, to your source. And that's what gives you an anchor in your everyday life. Because what I've found so often is you, you may only see a few steps ahead of you, but that light will guide you home. Um, and I also find that sometimes we expect something different, like a heavenly choir. Um, because I've, I followed 
the call to change my life. And after I did that, I'd get out of an uncomfortable situation where I thought I had to heal it. You know, I, I, I got out of that. So I answered that call. And then the other call came up where I received a call to share my um, the spiritual experience that I had when I was a child. And that is not what I expected. And it was like, well, thanks for the offer, but I think I'll pass on that because I'm a really private person. And the thought of having to publicly share something so deeply personal as what happened to me when I was a child, this experience of awareness that I had, just set me into, um, it wasn't a massive resistance, it wasn't strong, but it lasted a while until finally, and it did take me, you know, God, I, I can't quite remember, but it was actually a fair old while, until I allowed myself to embrace my truth so that others could be comforted and inspired from what I experienced. So I think the point of it all was I had to go from being conditioned to feel wrong most of the time to claiming my truth and claiming my wisdom and claiming my knowing. And I think my deeper call then was to claim the woman that I am, the one who lives at one with her spirit and the one who could create her dreams because I could be kind of standing on the outskirts of my dreams, not thinking that I had the power to create them. So my deeper call was to stand in my power and be myself on all levels. Oh, I love that, Marianne. I do believe you're right that it is that deeper call that to step into our power. And, you know, for me, I was facing one of the most stressful periods of my life. And it came at a point when I was working full time, three small children to raise a husband. And he was building a new business, he was starting a new business. And we were actually doing the tenant finish ourselves. You know, he had a little bit of construction work back when he was 18 or 19. And, you know, prides himself in being able to be that little handyman. And which is wonderful in so many ways, but can also create a little problem sometimes on time delays. And so we were facing a lot of stress and, you know, our youngest was celebrating her third birthday during the same time of this. And I was, I was at my wits end because I'm, I was a type A control freak. I felt like I was responsible for everybody's happiness and mine was always mm. on the back burner. And during this time that was so stressful, I found myself needing to, ask, you know, there has to be something more than this. And I was actually on my hands and knees covered in drywall dust and my overalls when this happened. And, you know, the answer did come for me to start pursuing those glimpses of spiritual awakenings, you know, those times in life where I knew there was something more than myself. I knew I was being supported and there was something that was helping to guide me, something that was nudging me forward. But unfortunately, life always got in the way. I always went back to my work or my to-do list and just set aside all those other things, dismiss them. But I was determined at this point that I was definitely going to look at what was possible in life. And so I grabbed two of my closest friends because there's strength in numbers. <laughs> and we started going to mm -hmm. some 
meditation groups and yoga classes. And really, I started reading for the first time in my adult life for pleasure. And I picked up a book that was from Dorian Virtue, had been recommended, Healing with Angels. And I found so many truths in it. And it really resonated. And so when I found myself on a Saturday afternoon being forced into a rollover accident on a mountain highway with my two daughters in the car, and I thought, oh, my God, I'm killing them. What am I going to do? I will not stay. I can't stay. Not if something happens to them. And we somehow were divinely protected and survived miraculously. Um, they did take the angel visor clip to let me know that uh, I used that one up. And I was given a list at that point of things to do. I made a quick trip and, you know, confirmed my Catholic upbringing that heaven was going to reject me. And <laughs> there was always going to be something more to do. I was a little pissed. I was already stressed and overworked that God's giving me a to-do list. But it set me on that path to look at my life and to really focus on what was important. And it wasn't going to work and making the executives rich. It wasn't you know, sacrificing my own personal happiness to make sure everyone else around me was happy. It was me, my life. This is my time. And I'm here for the joy of it. And everything shifted and it set me onto a path of learning to facilitate healing for others and leaving my HR position, my husband's business tripling when I was honoring my truth, my heart, my desires, and helping people in the process. And it was scary at times and making those leaps of faith. But I have learned that every time I jump, I can find a way to build my wings on the way down. And I will always be supported as long as I'm listening to my heart and going in the direction of my dreams. That's beautiful, Sabrina. I love your sharing um, of your story. Um, when I consider the thought of really listening to the inner call and following that voice of inner guidance, there's there's um it takes me right back to my early 20s and in my early 20s i made a real commitment um to apprentice with spirit and it was it, it was a very strong call i surrendered my life to that and within that i got called to travel and i traveled all over the world and i spent about six months in india and about six months in australia um and during that time, I literally was being taught how to listen. And I think there's a great deal of receptivity in that. And I think it's like what Marianne was saying. It's not only the big agendas or calls. It's the very little ones. Turn right. Turn mm -hmm. left. Go this way. Speak to this person. Um, and I knew that in following that, I would be protected I knew that I would be guided. I knew that I would be held and I would find the perfect teachers. And I feel like I took about two, two and a half years at a time when I'd finished my studies. I didn't have children. I didn't have someone that I was committed to in some kind of way. I was very free. And I knew that it was an opportune moment in my life to do that. And I feel like it was the greatest schooling and gift I could ever give myself. And the foundation of all the work that I do now is based on my capacity to hear and listen. So when I'm working with clients and when I'm working in my business, I'm always very attuned and very much listening to what's being guided and called for that's beyond anything that I could think or know. So I'm always leaning into something bigger. And throughout my life, one of my greatest prayers and intentions is, I kind of say this thing, um, may I have eyes that see, ears that hear, and a mind that understands. 
and that I always have the capacity to meet that and that my body, my feet, my being, and my will is aligned to move forward with what I hear. So for me, the greatest honor and gift is to be used for a purpose that's greater than myself. And in so doing, the greatest blessing and gift and gratitude I could ever have is the amount of absolute fulfillment and joy I receive by every part and aspect of who I am being used in a way that I could never construct or try to figure out. So, yeah, that's what I have to share about. Oh, Gitanjali, thank you so much. That was beautifully said. Um, and this is Carolyn. And I think for me, when I think about the calling, I, I was connecting with what something Marianne was saying, that it's sometimes we think that this calling has to be like this big booming voice that says, go here, do this. And I find that that isn't what it is at all. I've seen no burning bushes in my life, even though there have been times in my life when I was just like, I would like a burning bush that could tell me exactly where to go and what to do. Um, but that is not how it's been for me. I know since, oh, golly, since I can remember, I have, I mean, my earliest memories are a feeling like I am part of something that's bigger. But in my small child consciousness, I had no idea what that meant. It just, I just knew that I was connected with something bigger than myself. And I did spend a lot of time exploring what that was um, and going to church. I made my parents take me to church, even though they never went to church in their lives, I don't think. Um, but I made them take me. Um, and, and there was some time spent undoing that because that wasn't, that wasn't all that felt true to me there and going on different explorations. But I think for me, the call has been that step by step. And you know what? So most of the time, I don't even know what the call is that I'm hearing. I just know that there's this next step. And then I look back and I say, oh, my goodness, that, that was a call? Oh, I didn't know it at the time. I remember um, going, uh, when I was in university, we had an opportunity to go on an overseas study program. And uh, one of the countries that I could choose was India. <laughs> like, I had never been out of the United States. I had, it was the first place I ever went but it was the most transformational journey for me. But I didn't go because I heard a voice. I went because I had this like internal feeling. I, I had to go. I had to go there. And it was there that I first learned how to meditate. I did my first 10-day meditation retreat um, and completely in silence and was absolutely hooked. It was like, okay, this is it. And, but at the time, I didn't know that that was a calling at all. I just knew it was the, net, it was the thing I needed to do. I remember I worked for many, many years, um, for over 20 years with a spiritual teacher. And again, it didn't happen because I was asking for that, or at least not consciously, but I was moved in that direction because of the friends that I knew, the people that I was with. And all of a sudden, there it is. And I know with every fiber in my being that that's what I need to be doing. 
And as time has gone on in my life, I too, it's like the, the moments that matter are not the big, here's what I need to do. It's that silence in a moment where I can clear everything within me, all the doubts, all the fear, all the chatter, all the to-do lists. When I can clear all of that and connect in that silent place, that's where I feel like I hear the call. And it was much like um, look what everybody's been saying, that it's then I hear what to do next, not some grand plan, but just be here. And I know like with my clients, I've learned to trust that so that when I'm working with, with people, I work with a lot of people as a business coach. I work with a lot of people who don't have a spiritual practice or they might not have a spiritual practice that they would necessarily identify in the same way that I might. Um, but in my presence with them, it's like a thought will come to me, an idea, a picture, a something, because my goal with them is, of course, to just be the witness for what needs to happen for them. And it's often I'm so surprised. I'm so surprised when this happens and like there's a picture or something and I'll just, and I'll say it to them and I'll say, Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. That's exactly, you just, you just nailed it. And I'm like, no, I didn't. That presence that we all connect with, that is what nailed it. And for me, that's what that call is, is just in every moment of every day, being available, being willing to surrender to that presence that is, that, connects us all. And I think that, that for me, that's the calling. And Carolyn, I can relate to so much uh, of everything, actually everything that everybody said, um, as I feel like I am right now going through my journey where uh, I feel like I've lived two parallel lives. So I have had a professional life and have always worked in a lot of different um, business positions and uh, executive roles, and then I've had my spiritual life, which I kind of embarked on when I was five years old, and being uh, growing up in India, uh, it allowed me to just do that, so I al always lived these two parallel lives all of my life, and it's only recently, and only in the last like five, six years after the crash of the financial market in 2008, I started realizing that I had so much identity tied to my uh, professional life and it was me instead of just uh, me being me and I was using it to define myself. So that's where I felt the two worlds started to collide. And so as the world collided, I, I feel like I've gone through a lot of my own uh, personal struggle with that because there is a value and a judgment and all these other things I associate with being showing up in a professional way and kind of in a way that I'm accustomed to making money. Um, and then there's a whole another side of me that is yearning to come out that is so much deeper, the one that wants to just surrender to what is um, the one that wants to just allow all the beauty and everything that we experience naturally, um, especially that connection to the heart. 
um, which I felt that in my journey uh, has always been just kind of a, a, a twinkling in the back or something, kind of a little voice that nudges me every now and then. But, you know, the dominating and the more uh, mentally driven side has guided the way. So as those two things um, started to come together, uh, I, and now even so as I've become more integrated as a being, but I feel that they're still um, kind of allowing and trusting that there, there is a higher calling for this being that allows me to kind of come together in a way and make money or show up in a, in a, in the professional world, but it was a whole another set of offering and an offering that is my kind of, that is all of me, the creative, passionate, uh, spiritual being that I am. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of transitioning and a lot of shifts taking place and, the uh, best way for me to allow that is to totally surrender and surrender to knowing that what is here for me and who I am uh, and the higher intelligence and the higher, higher kind of consciousness will guide me to the path that is right for me is where I am today and just kind of allowing that to evolve and embark on what that means. And as I go through, though, the process for me, uh, it's really important to share that um, because I come across a lot of people who are in that same boat. And, you know, I want to make it safe for all of us, including myself, to share that way of being and, uh, and kind of see where that evolves into and allow it to flourish, have it be that lotus flower that blossoms as we talk about in yoga. So um, with that, I'm so honored to kind of be here in this group and be able to share uh, my journey towards my inner path and my inner calling. Thank you so much, Aparna. That, I'm, I'm so moved as I'm listening to each, each of us share how, how we feel, how we have felt that inner call, how we have heard it, how it what it has meant to us. And uh, I was drawn to, Marianne, what you said about that call shows up in all sorts of ways, in big ways, in small ways. It can show up when we're fighting to stay the course, like for a friend of mine who was rear-ended three times before he was really willing to listen to what his own heart was urging him to do. And it can show up as a constant. And I think for me, for as long as I can remember, I've wanted to know more about my life. I've wondered about it. I, I felt so, so different from my family and from most of the people that I knew. And for me, I, I wanted more of everything than my mother would ever allow for me. So I never got a chance to ask my mother about her dreams for herself. I felt how deeply she had buried her dreams after her father died and left her with four children and almost no resources. But it made me feel even more determined to find out what my life was really about. So the inner call for me was, was I guess, like an inner and an outer call. And, and it showed up in so many different kinds of ways. When I first read about the hero's journey, and I think that was probably uh, in graduate school when I met Joseph Campbell for the first time in person. I'd met him several times. I 
I just resonated so strongly with what it meant to feel that hero's journey. Because for so long I had stood on the outskirts of my own dreams. And the whole metaphor of the hero's journey, starting with the inner call, gave me a scaffolding to, to be able to understand and appreciate my own inner yearning and not just feel like it was something that made me different. I, I was moved to go be a psychotherapist. I was moved to read everything I could get my hands on. I was moved to explore. I felt that, that way of being taught to listen, being taught to follow the, the, the pieces that, that show up. Uh, Gathanjali, you mentioned that about how you were being taught to listen through, through your journeys, through your, your own um, seeking out. And for me, that happened most profoundly when I met the person that became my teacher for a very, very long period of time. And um, it was then that I really claimed that whole process of feeling the, the yearning, feeling that inner calling in my body and feeling the guidance in my body. Because I, I think that's where we do feel that first. We feel it as a yearning, but then we feel it as a sensing about where do I go next? Who do I need to call? Who do I need to be with? How do I need to be or show up in this situation? I, I remember reading somewhere in that time a quote from Rumi that said, respond to every call that excites your spirit. And that, that has so moved me, and it's what I'm most passionate about when I'm working with, with my clients, when I'm teaching Tereya Touch or teaching Tereya Meditation. It's teaching people how to respond to that inner call because we really identify that call only in retrospect. You know, we don't say, ah, here it is. And I think others have spoken to that same thing. But we feel the move to take action with something. And just like on the hero's journey, hearing the call is only the first step. We have to be willing to respond to the call. And it's in responding to, to the call, in, in taking action, that we become who we are meant to be. Oh, Lori, I love what you're saying about the responding to the call because it is the action that we do have to have the courage to step up and say, yes, I am going to do it this way, even if my parents aren't going to agree with me or my boss isn't going to like it or my children think I'm crazy. <laughs> you know, We have to have the courage to say yes and take that action because the call is always coming. And that's why we have so many people living in a world where they feel suppressed. They feel like they don't have a choice. They're living paycheck to paycheck because they are just doing what they feel like they have to do rather than what they're yearning to do. But when you say yes to yourself, the support comes in tenfold. Thank you for that, Sabrina. Yeah, that's, that's, that's lovely. Because inviting that support in is so crucial. And also this courage to say yes, it's beautiful actually. And I, it, it really sits with me because I was at a conference recently where the president, was uh, President Obama was using this as his uh, campaign mantra. But 
um, and he used it throughout his uh, years in office. And it really is that, it's that courage to say yes. And otherwise, we, we find ourselves in a mode where it is so easy to sleepwalk through our life, uh, as I say. I mean, you can go from one latte to another meal to another meal. And I, since I still am in the journey part of it, I feel that, you know, it's really easy to suppress that call because a lot of times it's easy to just ignore that call because, you know, the other side of it requires a lot of effort. There's just the discomfort. It's really easy to just kind of be in the normal life as it flows. But I feel that um, the reason and the, the one piece of the connection that doesn't work when you're not listening to the call is that connection with the heart. And that is so huge that once you experience that, when you experience the way of being in your totality uh, with your heart, body, mind, soul coming to the table, um, then it's very hard to ignore that calling, that deep voice that's nudging you from the heart and just allowing that to kind of flourish. Because you can't actually hear the call if you are stressed or distracted or not present. You can kind of hear it, but you're more likely to ignore it because you're distracted. That's why it's just so important to have even a little short spiritual practice every day. You could even put, like Parna saying, you could put your hand on your heart, tune in five minutes and set the intention, open yourself up, be willing to hear what the next step is. Because you just, you, you can't if you're stressed and you can't if you're not present. So to bring yourself, even for a short amount of time every day, bring yourself into the present moment, you're giving yourself such a huge, huge gift where you can open up to actually hearing it rather than just going through your whole day um, distracted and stressed. And this is Carolyn. And there's an image that has helped me a lot in my life, which is, the, the image that that voice, that calling, it's always there. It never stops. It's always there. It can't go mm. away. It's I may go away, but that voice, that presence, that purpose, all of that is always, always there. And it's just me being willing to let go of everything that might be distracting me and sinking into that. And knowing that it's just waiting for me. It's just waiting. Always there. Always, always happy to receive me. And then there's work to do and places to go and people to meet and things to do. And that somehow gives me great comfort in the moments when I'm distracted and thinking I've messed it all up and I haven't done it right. It's like, no, there's no right. There's no wrong. There just is that presence. So that, yeah, and go forward with that. I think there's also a way we're calling it the inner call. And sometimes um, I'm a very relationship oriented person. And I think that there's a way that the world is also talking to us and it's really following the synchronicities and being open and awake and aware to the magic and the threads and the connections that are coming from the outside world, inspiring us and helping us along. Um, the whole world is here conspiring for our, uh, for us to be all of who we are. Oh, thank you for that, Gathanjali. That that's mm, so beautifully stated. And and in in a way, for me, 
even all that comes from the outer world is no different from that inner call. It's all part of it. And it's when I'm connected with it and aligned, I feel so loved. I feel so taken care of. Mm. And because there is that sense of I'm moving forward with what I am to do. There's that inner alignment with inner and outer alignment. And it shows up in so many different ways as long as we pay attention. Thank you very much for listening today. Be sure to find us on iTunes. Why not subscribe and leave us a review? Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook. Facebook.